Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I know that this can be a very lonely and isolating journey sometimes. But I want you to remember that no matter who you are and what your situation is, there is at least one person in your life who gets it. There is somebody who understands every thought and every feeling that you've ever had. Somebody who knows everything that you have been through. Someone who knows which of your dreams have died and which of your dreams you are still clinging onto and trying to make work. Someone who knows all your deepest, darkest secrets, the things you would never tell another person. They get all of it. They have the capacity to understand you like no other person ever will. Not only that, but this person is available to you basically 24 seven. They are always with you. You always have the capacity to communicate with them. It may not always play out that way, but the option is always there. The most understanding person in the world, the most available person in the world. Despite that, you've probably treated this person horribly. You have probably belittled them, bullied them, ignored them, maybe even abused them in one way or another. I'm sure you've already figured it out, and I know the title of this video was also a pretty big spoiler, but the person I'm talking about is you. You have the ability to understand yourself, care for yourself, and show up for yourself in a way that no other human being will ever be able to offer you, no matter how great they are and no matter how hard they try. Your mom, your dad, your bestie, your partner, your therapist, me, we can all only do a fraction of what you could do for yourself. If you got serious about nurturing your relationship with yourself. Unfortunately, most of us choose to go the complete opposite route and we treat ourselves like we are the lowest of the low. We most of us treat ourselves like we are literally the least important person in the world. Nothing could be further from the truth. Now I'm not saying that you're objectively the most important person in the world, you're not. None of us really are, but to you, if you measure importance by impact, let's say that, measure importance by impact, who is the human being that will have the greatest impact on the quality of your life? It's you. It is undeniably you. And I, 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 don't, even need, I don't even need to know who you are to say that because you will be in your own head 24-7. Every thought, every feeling, every decision will be screened by you. You will hold every memory of everything that's ever happened to you that was memorable enough to make a memory of in the first place. You will know things about yourself that you will never share with another person. You will be with yourself from your first breath to your last. No one else, none of those statements that I just made are true for any other human being on earth except for you. You are inarguably the most impactful person in your own life. And so the quality of your relationship with yourself, the amount of care and compassion and mindfulness and intentionality that you put into your own self-relationship is an incredibly 
incredibly important variable in your quality of life. So many of us have absolutely trashed ourselves, have ruined our relationships with ourselves to the extent where we are not even just somebody we don't care about or are indifferent about. Some of us hate ourselves, cannot stand to be alone with ourselves, actively dislike the majority of who and what we are. If that sounds like you, or even if you're somewhere in between, you might think this is a lost cause. I've done too much damage to myself. This relationship is beyond repair. I'm never going to be a safe, supportive, empathic, kind person to myself or with myself. I don't believe anybody has crossed that point of no return. As long as you're still alive, and if you're watching this, you're alive, I, I think. I guess that's a, that's a whole can of worms I'm not prepared to open today. I don't know how that works. But I'm going to assume that you're alive. And that means it's not too late. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what kind of baggage is in the past. You can heal your relationship with yourself. And I'm going to teach you four ways to do it that I think are going to make a huge difference in your life. Now, the thing about these four tricks I'm going to teach you is you actually know all of them already, probably, because you probably either have had or do currently have relatively healthy and successful relationships with other people. And something that we tend to overlook is the exact same rules or guidelines or strategies that you use to have good relationships with other people are the exact same rules you need to follow to have a good relationship with yourself. I know it seems different, but it's not. It is a relationship. You talk to yourself, you respond to yourself, you care for yourself. That is a relationship. And it can have varying qualities, just like any other relationship. Really, at the end of the day, it's the same things you do with another person. You just have to kind of twist it around a little bit to make it apply to a relationship that is internal. But ultimately, everything we're going to talk about today really is just a guideline for being a safe, supportive person in general. The first thing that I want you to do with yourself is at least once per day, for at least five or 10 minutes, give yourself your full undivided attention. If you're not used to doing this, it can be very uncomfortable or even unpleasant at first. I mean, just sit with your own thoughts and your own feelings with no distractions for a few minutes. Because how on earth would you ever expect to have a healthy relationship with someone if they never give you their undivided attention? Imagine if someone invited you over every single day. And every day you go over there, they're either working, watching TV, also hanging out with other people on their phone. They never actually just sit down with you and say, hey, what's up? Tell me about your day. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? What's new in your life? If someone never gives you even a few minutes of that at any point in your relationship with them, if they're always distracted, if they're always on two or three different things at the same time, what kind of relationship are you going to have with that person? Are you going to feel cared for by them? Are you going to feel understood by them? Are you going to feel loved by them? No, you're going to feel like this person doesn't care about you. You're going to feel invisible. You're going to feel unimportant. And if you feel invisible from the person who has a greater capacity to understand who you are and what you've been through than any other person out there, that's going to have a huge detrimental impact on your life. Do not be invisible to yourself. 
Listen to yourself. Get to know yourself. Have a dialogue with yourself that doesn't always end in insults and shame and put downs and guilt trips. Learn how to actually converse with yourself. I'm not saying you have to do it out loud. Some people do, and that's fine. You can just do it in your own head, though. I, I don't think the format matters. Some people do it through journaling. But just be with you. If you're never present for yourself, you will not have a good relationship with yourself, just as you cannot have a good relationship with another person if they are never fully present to you or you are never fully present to them. We need people's undivided attention, at least every now and then, at least for short periods of time, to feel like we matter. And there is no one who you need to feel like you matter to more than yourself because you're the one who will always be there. The second thing I want you to try to do in your relationship with yourself is try to get in the habit of meeting your needs in real time or at least as close to real time as possible. Sometimes circumstances do necessitate a delay in meeting your own needs, but try not to extend that delay longer than is necessary. What I mean by meeting your own needs in real time is thinking about things like your need for breaks, your need for rest, your need for nutrition, your need for social engagement, your need for leisure. We have, we have lots of needs, right? We're, we're very complicated beings. We need a lot, frankly. And when we are the ones responsible for meeting our own needs, it's so easy to get busy and just push it off, especially like if you're at work or you're at school or, or wherever a lot of your responsibilities are. If you're a stay-at-home mom at home with the kids and you get hungry and you say, oh, I got like, I want to get these four things done first and, and, you know, then I'll let myself eat or you need a break and you say, oh, I'll take the break in 45 minutes. You know, I got to accomplish X, Y, Z task first. Again, think about this with another person. Imagine if, if you have a boss or a manager and every time you say, hey, I need my break. I, I haven't eaten in seven hours. I haven't had a break in five. I've been on my feet for however long. I just need to sit and chill for a few minutes. If every time you acknowledge that need to another person, to a boss or a supervisor or a teacher, and they said, oh, you got to do like three or four more things first. Give it like 45 more minutes. And, and no matter what, they always made you wait. They always like had this delay between you asking for something and you receiving for some, something. And the delay is usually pretty long. It's usually a pretty good chunk of time. How are you going to feel about that person? And you're not going to probably feel like they really care about you, right? You're not going to feel respected. You're not going to feel valued. You're probably going to feel like a burden to that person. And so if you feel like a burden to yourself, this may be part of the reason why you're not meeting your needs quickly enough. And you're essentially treating yourself like, like, like an annoying kid or something like that. Like, oh, you, you and your needs, you're always needing something. Can't you just wait? Can't you just be content for however long? It's disrespectful to treat yourself that way. It's not compassionate. It's not kind. It's not caring. And it's going to make you feel like you're a piece of crap who doesn't matter. So try to meet your needs in real time or as close to real time as you can under the circumstances that you're operating within. The third thing I want you to try to do to improve your relationship with yourself is don't withhold praise. This one I think is so hard for us because we, I guess when I say us, I mean like Midwestern Americans, I may be overgeneralizing my own culture too much. But I know that at least here in the Midwest, in the U.S., we're very like negative about self-praise. It seems like everyone around here is just super concerned about being arrogant 
or full of themselves or narcissistic. And we massively overcompensate to the point where I know people who won't even say or think a single good thing about themselves. And, and they think they're being humble and humility is important, but there's a difference between humility and self-degradation, okay? Humility is acknowledging like, I have help, I have support, or there are certain elements in my life that I'm fortunate to have that I don't only have because of myself, right? It's acknowledging that there are other forces or people in the world that have helped you. That's true, that's important. But a lot of people take it to the point where they won't even ever say like, hey, I did a good job on that report or that presentation, or I think I'm taking pretty good care of myself. I think I'm doing a decent job at being a husband, a dad, a, a brother, you know, whatever your responsibilities or roles in life are, why is it so hard for us to say, I think I'm doing a pretty good job? It's so hard for so many of us. And we'll just withhold it. Best cases, we withhold it. Worst cases, we actually insult or shame or judge instead. We only see the room for improvement. You know, it, it, it's the stereotypical harsh parent, right? Where you get an A and it's like, well, why wasn't it an A plus? And do you, it may not have been a parent. That could have been a teacher, a coach, a boss. But when you have someone who's always pushing you to go to the next level, but only not like good job, here's how you can get to the next level, but only like, why wasn't it this? No matter how good it was, why wasn't it this? How does that make you feel? If you dealt with a person like that earlier on in life, you probably got super frustrated with that person, right? And you probably felt like this person does not see how hard I'm trying. They don't see my work. They don't see my effort. They don't realize what I am doing on a daily basis. They only see the flaws, the mistakes, the room for improvement. Did you have a great relationship with that person? Did you feel like they were someone who you could come to with struggles? Did you feel like they were someone who really understood your life and what you were doing and what you were going through? I'm betting you didn't. And if you are now that person to yourself, you have removed all those essential elements of a healthy relationship from your relationship with yourself because you're being too hard on yourself. You're being too critical, you're being too perfectionistic, and you're being too judgmental. And you've massively overcorrected, and you've gone into majorly into self-deprecation, maybe even self-abuse territory. I mean, if you're throwing insults in there too, you're getting into abuse. You're being abusive with yourself. What do you think that's going to do? Do you think it's fine just because it's you? Do you think it's somehow going to affect you less than if it was another person? Think about the damage that it can do to a person to be in a verbally or emotionally abusive relationship. It can do tremendous damage to a person, even if there's no physical abuse present. It can affect your self-concept, your self-esteem, your belief systems for years, if not decades. And that's another person. You can escape another person. You get breaks from other people. You can leave, right? You can go places. You can hang out in your room for a little bit. You can put headphones on. You cannot escape yourself. You, you can't. That's, again, going back to my initial point in this video, that's why this relationship is so important because you can't get away because you will. this person will be with you always. And if they are a jerk to you, you have a jerk following you around and insulting you and minimizing all your best efforts every waking second of every day. I want you to try to not withhold praise from yourself. It is okay to feel good about things you've done. It is okay to acknowledge when you've worked hard. It is okay to acknowledge when you've achieved a good outcome. 
I would even argue it is essential and healthy to do those things because the feeling of achievement or accomplishment or recognition that goes along with that creates motivation that makes you want to do it again and again and again. Without recognition, we feel like our efforts are in vain. We feel like no one cares about what we're doing. We feel like no one sees what we're doing and our motivation drops. And then we wonder, why do I have such a hard time getting motivated to do important things, to take care of myself? Because no one is recognizing it. No one's acknowledging it. No one's seeing it. No one's giving you the metaphorical pat on the back and saying, I see what you did. That was nice. Good job. If you never get that, and remember that most of the things you do in a day, you're the only one that sees it. No one's, no one's watching you all day long. And a lot of the things that you do only happen on the inside. Like no one sees the time you had an urge to drink and didn't do it. No one sees that. No one sees the time that you wanted to self-harm and, and decided not to. So many of your biggest wins are internal and invisible to other people. And if you do not acknowledge them, no one will. And then you're going to end up with a completely skewed, negatively skewed perspective of who you are and how well you're doing. The fourth thing that I want you to try to do for yourself is try to take your feelings seriously. This may overlap a little with my first, but what this comes down to basically is validation versus invalidation. And, and those are the options we have when someone comes to us with feelings. If someone says, if someone comes to you and says, man, I had a really hard day today, a validating response would be, you know, listen to them tell you why it was hard and say, man, that, mm, that does sound rough. I'd have a hard time with that too. You went through a lot today. I'm glad you made it through, you know, it's no wonder you feel the way you do. That's validation. Validation is basically you saying, I hear what you've put out there and it makes sense. You know, I, I get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's logical. I think it's reasonable. I'd probably feel the same way. That's validation. Invalidation is when you, in one way or another, essentially tell a person like, oh, your feelings are wrong. You know, you, you, you have no right to feel what you feel right now. That's an overreaction, it's an exaggeration, it's not an appropriate emotional response. So again, take the same stimuli, right? Friend comes to you, I had a really hard day, lays it out why, and the reasons they had a hard day, and you say, and it's not even that, it's not even that bad. Like, I had a harder day than that three days ago. What's wrong with you? You know, toughen up. That's not even a big deal. That's invalidating. It's telling a person your feelings are wrong, they don't matter, they're out of proportion to the events, et cetera. What is the ratio? And I don't expect you to actually calculate this. It's a hypothetical, right? But what is the ratio of how often you validate yourself versus invalidate yourself? Because you probably know people who invalidate you a lot. Do you like talking to those people? Do you feel safe being vulnerable with those people? Do you, if, if, if someone who you know is an invalidator says, hey, how you doing? Are you going to tell them it's been a hard day? Of course not. Because if you tell them it's had a, that you've had a hard day, they're just going to make you feel worse about it. You're, you're not going to feel comfortable sharing your feelings with this person. That's the person who you say, I'm good. It's great. It's all, it's all good, man. You, that's the person who you put on your happy face with. You put on the little I'm good mask and you just try to get out of there as quick as possible, right? That's how we deal with invalidators. So what do you think is going to happen if you invalidate yourself constantly? You won't be able to be honest with yourself. You will hide your feelings from yourself because you will judge yourself for having feelings. So if you're in your own head every day saying, oh, other people have it worse than me, or I just need to toughen up, or, you know, this isn't as bad as whatever, you're ruining your relationship with yourself when you do that. 
you're taking the one person who in theory can validate everything because there's things that other people aren't going to get, right? There's certain things that might be hard for us uniquely as individuals that other people might have a hard time validating because they don't, they don't know our backstory. They don't know the, the 30 different really like sentinel events in our lives that made this particular thing really hard for us that maybe wouldn't be a big deal for most people. You're the only one that has the knowledge to take all that information and say, you know, I know a lot of other people wouldn't get this, but, but I know where you come from. I know what you've been through. And I know why this is particularly hard for you. You can be that person for yourself. But if you get in the habit of invalidating yourself, you won't be. So try to validate your feelings instead. I think when I started this video, I said I had four things, but that was a lie because I have five. And the fifth thing, this one's fairly short, try to do the hardest thing first. Because if you don't, if you're a big, and, and I know we don't always do it on purpose, okay? But if you're a big procrastinator, especially the things that you really don't want to do or you're really stressed out about, if you constantly push those things out into the future over and over and over again, when you get to the future, you start resenting yourself from the past for procrastinating and putting all this stress on you now. Very similar to like, if you've ever been, if you've ever had a job that involves like shift changes, like, like a medical facility or something, I think that's open 24 seven, you know, there's certain tasks that are supposed to be done every shift. And, and sometimes they don't always all get done. If you had a coworker who worked the shift before you and they always like just did the easy stuff and left the really hard stuff for you so that your job was always super difficult, you probably wouldn't like that person very much, would you? You'd probably think of them as like lazy or rude or uncaring or, or just not a very good person because they're constantly pushing the stuff they don't want to do onto you, right? They're constantly delegating the worst crap to you. If you are always putting off the hard stuff, then in the future, that, that previous shift coworker who you're going to start having those feelings about is you. You're going to start viewing yourself as someone who you cannot trust, someone who you cannot rely on. And that is going to do serious damage to your relationship with yourself. So if it helps you at all, again, I know procrastination is challenging and it's, it's not just a decision. I understand that. It's a symptom. It's a symptom of depression, anxiety, ADHD, lots of other mental health conditions, chronic fatigue. So I, I know that this one is not as simple as, you know, Nike slogan, just do it. But try to remember that when you do something difficult, like in the moment, quickly, when you address things as they come up or as quickly as you can, not only are you just checking stuff off your to-do list, you are actually healing your relationship with yourself. Because the next day, when you look back on the previous day and realize, I set myself up to have a good day today. I did the stuff yesterday that I knew I wasn't going to want to do today. I didn't want to do it yesterday either, but I just did it so that I can have a better day today. You're going to start to see yourself as someone you can trust, someone you can rely on, someone who cares about you, someone who takes your feelings into account when they make their decisions. So if that helps you challenge patterns of procrastination, please try to use that because I think it can also help you immensely to heal your relationship with yourself, which ultimately is the most important one, at least with another human being, that you will ever have. Take care, and I will see you next time.